Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Hypotheses. Which is it, Melissa? Hypothe- Hypothesis is singular. Hypotheses is plural. It's like octopi and octopuses. And it's octopuses. not octopuses. Octopi. Anyways, who knows? We <laughs> might even solve the case. This is going to be a really fun episode. I'm excited about it. We're going to recap our experience at Alien Con. We talked to some people who think that they've been abducted by aliens. We have an interview with someone who who's pretty sure he was abducted. He 100% believes that he was abducted. He wept while he told this story to a group of people. And then also we're going to um, get into an investigation on the Skinwalker Ranch. But first, our weird thing of the week. Uh, I forgot that you sent this <laughs> to me. I actually don't even remember how I came across this, which is the weird this part. I mean, that's all of your weird things of the week. I'm I, not sure what I was doing, but I just found this. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was doing when I found this, but um, our weird thing of the week is alien eggs in vaginas. No, there's a weird. There's a weird subset of the internet that. Oh my god, Maria's transfixed right now by like a hornet outside. Its legs. I love its legs that just dangle down. Is that your your? <laughs> Ooh, that's a neat hornet. That actually kind of fits into what we're doing. Maria is horny for the hornet's long, gorgeous legs. There's people on the internet who are horny for aliens. That's a great segue. Alien porn. <laughs> this is why it should be in radio and news. Um, so people, they're called 
ovipositors, ovipositors, and it's, it's, okay, it's made by Primal Hardware, and it's like a dildo, and you insert a gelatin egg into the dildo, and it's supposed to, like, resemble an alien egg, and you stick the ovipositor inside of you, and you squeeze it, and then the alien (sighs) egg goes inside you and it's supposed to be like you're impregnated by an alien and then it goes inside it you. goes inside you and, and then, then it's you like, lay ah, you pregnant. lay yeah and then, and you lay the egg oh you lay it so girls can put it in their hoo-ha or their butt and boys can put it in their butt if they want so it's like did you ever eat this thing called mrs grass soup this no. might be a Midwestern thing. <laughs> it was it? like a chicken noodle soup, but it had this egg that was like the flavoring egg that it was like squishy and had Is it an like, actual a, like egg? a bouillon egg thing. Okay. But it was like squishy. Okay. And this is what's reminding me is of Is it that. like the egg and ramen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is, I feel like, more like boba. Yeah, so people, this is a thing where people stick this egg up their hoo-hahs, their front hoo-ha or their back hoo-ha, to pretend that they've been impregnated by an alien. Okay, I get it. I gotta get it too, to be yeah. honest. Who now? Which one of us is gonna test this out? You always say that, which one of us is gonna test it out. You did the same thing with Barney the dinosaur is now, now which a one sex of us therapist. is going to have tantric sex And I'm the him. only one who's single. So you're married. Maria has a boyfriend. So anytime something sexual, who's going to test this out? It's always me. Well, you don't have to be single to put an alien egg up your hoo-ha. I guess that's true. Is that is that cheating? <laughs> <laughs> well, if it turns into a real alien. That's true. I have a question. Where do you buy it? Primal Hardware. Hardware is spelled H-A-R-D-W-E-R-E for some reason. It's an online company. And is this is this for people who just have like alien fascinations or does it give some pleasure when they use it? I, th- I mean, I think that it gives pleasure because they're turned on by it. OK, thank you. <laughs> <You're all laughs> if anyone else has any follow up questions, they can um, email us or DM us or tweet at us. And like Vice and Uproxx um, and it wrote some articles on it. These and- are $90. Yeah, I know. What a bargain. <laughs> they should be priceless. So anyways, that's that. That's my weird thing of the that's week that cool I honestly don't know how I came across it. Oh, wait, I just remembered my hairdresser told me. But what? I also don't know how my hairdresser and I came across it. That's just something your hairdresser is like, oh, by the way, have you heard of these aliens? Yeah, I don't know how my hairdresser well, and I started like, talking your about bangs. it. So anyways, um, Melissa, Quick detour before we get into Alien Con. Do you have any updates on your missing person cousin? Nope. Cool. Okay, so Alien Con. The world's first convention dedicated to seeking the truth about aliens and solving the mysteries of the universe is coming to Los Angeles. The exploration of extraterrestrial life or the question, uh, are we alone in the universe, is the most enduring question of our lifetime next to, does God exist? We went to AlienCon with the Erios gang. 
me and you and uh, Amanda, producer Maria, Maria's boyfriend Craig, who's actually a huge alien nut, and he knew <laughs> pretty much everyone there. I was just like saying hi, like, hey, Craig, hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, he was not. No, yeah, he, he wasn't. really was. He wasn't. So it was, a cr- it was a weird, interesting mix of people who, some of them firmly believe in it, and then others who are just amused by it. Um, there were a lot of different seminars and panels you could attend. There was one called Growing Up with UFOs. Is time travel theoretically possible? We went to that one. <laughs> Group regression, remembering your contact experience, and also a costume contest. We didn't go to because, I mean, after like four hours, we were like, yeah, we, we need to out. We get that fuck out of here. <laughs> so the first seminar I went to was Ghosts and Spirits Detecting and Releasing Them. Oh, God. This one, oh, God. Leanne Mason and Gregory Ashid Possman. They are brother and sister, and they claim that they can capture the spirits of ghosts, become possessed by them, and then release them to heaven by talking through their trauma. They believe doing this process rids the world of negative energy, and they think that too many ghosts on the planet is a main cause of why things are so out of balance. (laughs) Too many ghosts is why Trump happened, etc. I agree. Uh, Allie wrote that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was my hypothesis of the thing. And so they the did room... say that that's why they were like, there's too many ghosts trapped in this dimension. And it's such a negative, heavy energy on the world that that's why people are acting crazy. That's what they thought. Well, I believe it. Yeah. So we were there. It was a pretty packed room. We were actually sitting like on the floor. Yeah, on the it was side of the sold wall. out and then some. And we snuck a video. And I mean, people I'm sure were like you know videoing it but here is a clip of of gregory who is being possessed by a ghost yeah so what happened was the brother gregory gets possessed by the ghosts yes and then leanne talks through the ghost's trauma being like it's okay because it was 200 years ago yes it was a woman who died Yes, she she pushed downstairs. She yeah, she was like pushed downstairs or pushed out of a window or something. Something happened. I thought it was an elevator, and I thought it was like an elevator it, shaft. I thought it was. Oh, that's what I thought. Her name was either Melody or Melanie. It switched throughout the course of the thing, <laughs> and <laughs> and she was she was seeking revenge because her like husband or boyfriend was cheating on her. Something like that. It was it was pretty hard to follow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and also Gregory was speaking in like the lexicon and like the verbiage of someone from 200 years ago. I don't think it was 200 years ago because I think it was an elevator. Wasn't it like someone from like... When were elevators invented? Not too, not not, when they were signing the Declaration of Independence. No. Uh, Elevators were invented... I would say like... Maybe I'm wrong, but... Okay, when do what year do you think they were invented? 1930... I say 19, 1930, 1935. Whoever loses has to stick an no, alien no. egg up their vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I say 35. What do you say, Melissa? 31. And 19, you say? Uh-huh. 1867, bitch. What? So I'm the winner. Anyways, here is a clip of uh, Gregory and Leanne doing their thing. Oh. 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 Oh.
So that was a clip of them doing their thing. Everyone in the audience knew it was fake. Yeah, I, I we were trying hard not to laugh and make noises. It, it was, was crazy. It was crazy. I, oh, we forgot the best part. What? When we got in there, remember they made us um, meditate? Oh, yes. Yeah. What, did, what was that noise they made us make? We all just it was just an all. It was like a. Um, or something like that yeah we had to sit and close our eyes and raise the vibration of the room oh right yeah we all had to go how i i there's no way i was doing that no i did maria it. it maria felt, it felt did good it. yeah maria did it you yeah, have that I, on I tape have, too I have videos we'll put that on our instagram <laughs> yeah we'll put the video of us actually doing it and then you researched them. You well, researched yeah, who they were. I wanted to Google them to see if like they were arrested for anything. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I came out clean. The only thing different was uh, Gregory's real name is Gregory Allen Possman, not Ashid. Okay. He probably changed. And they're, they're ministers. They marry people. They live in North Carolina. Do you think they're actually brother and sister? Or do you think they're lovers? And she said her, her son, son died. died in a motorcycle accident and that he helps her in her business yeah, and by that he, connecting her to people that need help. Yeah, and that he also communicates by leaving pennies. Yeah. And then she, remember, she raised her glass and she was like, the other day I drank a cup of tea and there was just a penny at the bottom of the cup. Yeah. What? How'd that get there? Mm. Do you guys believe them? No. No. <laughs> and I believe I believe ghost stuff and I believe psychics exist and I believe all that kind of stuff. They were fake a hundred percent. My favorite part was when he went, My bad <laughs> Revenge <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing was was a sham. Then we also went to an abductee meetup. This was interesting to me. Yeah, where people believe they have either seen UFOs or been abducted by them, and they share their stories. And I think the people moderating the panel had been abducted also, because they were, like, empathizing yes. and being like, yeah, that happened to me, too, and I had the exact same thing. And there yeah. we interviewed a guy named Carl. He shared about being abducted. He said it was the first time he'd ever shared before. Mm-hmm. And the whole crowd was like, crying yeah the girl sitting behind us they were crying they were sobbing and after he shared a story people like did a round of applause for yeah. him and they were like so moved and transfixed by his story yeah it was very intense so we actually talked to him afterwards well we were too embarrassed 
to find him. So Craig, Craig. Maria's boy, producer Maria's boyfriend, went up to him and gave us our business card. And then we get this incredible interview with Carl, which we'll play for you right now. And he tells us about his abduction story. Yeah. So here that is. Yeah, it was it was moving and so authentic. And the people behind us were sobbing. And obviously you got like two rounds of applause oh while you were sharing. So we'd love if you could perhaps retell your story if you feel comfortable. Uh, sure. Uh, 1986, August. Yeah. Uh, I didn't made a solo trip to Yosemite. Yeah. And spent the day there the first day and then uh, slept in my car in the back of my car behind the Curry Village Market oh yeah been there uh, I remember the last thing I remember is about 9 o'clock at night I uh, took my shoes my tennis shoes off and curled up in the back of the car yeah somewhere during the night I just started having this what I thought was a vivid dream found myself in a grove of trees and uh, looking up and saw a ball of fire. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Uh, the flames coming off of it and then going back into it. And moments later, I saw this metallic sphere, uh, which may or may not have been the same right. Same object. Uh, moments later, uh, I felt a beam of light, bright, warm light, shining down on me the last thing i remember before i had before i went into regressive therapy uh hypnotherapy this year yeah. was my feet coming off the ground and floating up oh wow, wow. So, so you think you were transported into the uh object? well my therapist uh the hypnotherapist in sacramento thinks yes yeah <laughs> and and what i saw under hypnosis uh is revealing the same thing to me so what is I, it like being at an experience like this with other people who've had similar uh, I, I still feel odd really it took me 33 years from 1986 until this this year wow to really come out and tell people and dig up my drawings that i made it, it's it's Enlightening. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I've told maybe a handful of people. Wow! In all those years. So. And what are people's reactions typically when? Uh, they vary. <laughs> Most people, the people I have told, are friends right. or family, mm-hmm. and they okay. You know that's cool. And yeah, uh, I haven't experienced that before. So you right. know, if, it, right. if if it's real to you, it's probably real. So yeah, right, exactly. Has the hypnotherapy been helpful in kind of coming to terms with what happened? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yes, it's opened my eyes to more of what happened. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Saw myself going into the ship inside this beam of light, the bottom of the ship opening up like like the iris of an eye. Wow. Mm -hmm. No seams. No, just like they say, you know. Right. I saw myself on the table. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I was on my back on the table, a bright light over my head area. I was able to move my eyes and look around and see the three the three grays, I guess. Wow. Mm-hmm. Almond-shaped eyes, black, <sighs> uh, 
four feet tall. My God. Wow. What do you think the agenda or the purpose was? I do don't you know. know. Uh, I'm hoping to get to that yeah. right. through hip- hypnotherapy. Uh, well, thank you so much for sharing your yeah, story. Thank That's you. so incredible, and we applaud your strength. It it's, it's been incredible, and yeah. it's uh, yeah. kind of... <laughs> It's a trip. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> That's for wow. sure. Thank you so much. We appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Melissa, what do you think of this abduction story? I mean, the way he was telling it, he was so like nervous and shaking and like he was kind of reliving it, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think something weird happened to him and I think it could have been... Could have just been sleepwalking. Could have been sleepwalking. Could have been a weird dream. Do you like how earnest I was with him? I like really wanted him to know we weren't making fun of him. No. Yeah. (laughs) Like I don't, I would never make fun of him. Like the way he shared, like he opened up and he shared and he seemed like very genuine about it. And he's like, this is the first time I've ever shared. I was like, thank you so much for sharing your story, Carl. You're so brave. Yeah, he was he was a nice guy. Um, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of all of these abductions. People seem to have had these experiences and they are affected by them, clearly. Yeah. And they all see the same thing. The the one thing, though, is that like all these people seem to live near Air Force bases. Which like when they were telling their abduction stories, they're like, my husband is in the Air Force and we were at our house near the base and we saw this weird flying object above our house. And oh, I'm like, yeah, isn't that probably some sort of airplane? That so some government yeah. thing. Although but, one woman did see exactly what Martin saw. Oh, oh yeah, right. I forgot about that. My husband. Who saw a UFO. Saw a UFO. It was like this triangular shape with three lights on the bottom of it, like a giant air, aircraft hovering. Yeah. she saw the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. And a lot of people use two football fields yeah. to talk about how big it is. Yeah, that's a weird, odd unit, unit of measurement. Of measurement. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, Carl, thank you for sharing your story. If you're listening, we really appreciate it. We also talked to this guy who had an art booth, and while he was kind of disinterested in talking to me, he <laughs> had a woman at the booth with him who uh, said she saw a wormhole once. So oh, yeah. here's that interview with her real quick. What's your name? I'm Zosa, okay. Z-O-S-A. Um, I've had a similar like spiritual like wormhole experience where I went through a wormhole. Really? What yeah, happened? Um, I just met this uh, spirit. I think she's one of my spirit guides. Uh, she she came from uh, um, um, Tibet, and she Whoa. was a Tibetan monk, a female. Her name was Vanita, right here. And apparently she was looking for two twins to give them a message, and I have a twin. Oh, my God. So she found us, and uh, we pro- uh, through um, certain things that we... Like, we had to find her through intuition the next day to prove, to make sure, to validate that we were the twins, and we did. Whoa. We found her through intuition, and we went, um, she took us, she lived in this house where there's this beautiful limestone hill, we yeah. made from limestone, which is a conduit for energy, and apparently she's taken us up, and we had to meditate with her for us to see this, this message from the cosmos. And um, and uh, we went, and we, I sat down in her lap, like my head here, my body out. She was blowing sage, and 
pretty much was um it's like shamanistic kind yeah, of very and it was completely legit the most pure woman you'd ever want to meet like pure good positive like spiritual energy and cosmic energy and boom Whoa. she opened this gateway and i went and had a very magnificent stop like, where experience. do you think you went well i, I kind of want to keep that a little sacred i get it but yeah. yeah it was um it was definitely um i for 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 this lifetime i needed to see that and witness that to like validate things that were happening to, to me you. Yeah, and to validate my existence, I guess, you know. Are there so, other people here who have had, like, similar experiences to you, I have you a couple of friends who've had um, that same type of, exp- you know, like, to some extent. Yeah. Like a wormhole exper- uh, experience. Right. So, yeah. No wormholes but for you, But everyone's different. You haven't wormholed yeah. yet. <laughs> Currently, no he, wormholes. I think his he he uh, his intuition. He speaks with his his paintings. Yeah. So that's that's where you get these ideas from. So you've had actual experience. You're more intuitive about where the he channels. Yeah, he's a you're yeah. a channeler. Okay, interesting. Cool. And well, thank uh, you guys so much. We really appreciate it. Thanks for welcome. taking the time. Have a good show. And then finally, at the end, we all met up because we were starving and so over it. We met up at the... There was no food at Alien Con. There was like... There were nachos, but like the line was so long. And then there were vending machines. There was vending machines. But the vending machines were all empty. They were empty. So we met at the like the quote unquote vending machine room and we had some Nature Valley granola bars. Yes. And like, what did you have, Maria? Twix? I had a Twix, but I'll remind you that I was very adamant that we should get hamburgers afterwards. And you were insane <laughs> about going to castles. And nobody wanted it. That's like, true. Not everyone. No one. First of all, no one was answering me. They were just. I was saying, so who wants a burger now? And no one would say anything. And then Amanda said, well, I think it's pretty clear no one wants to go. And I was saying, well, no, I need to hear it from their mouths. <laughs> That is true. It was that thing where no one wanted to say no. Yeah, it was like I was like I could do either way. It's I I didn't want to go, but I also didn't, didn't want to say it. Yeah, I was like I could have gone, but I was also like I feel exhausted from like it was emotionally exhausting for some reason. And I it felt like we were there for ten hours. I think we were there for like four or five. hours. We were there you for five minutes, have, but it felt like five days. You guys haven't talked about the time travel guy. Oh, God. That is true. We went to a time travel seminar, and the guy only talked about how you shouldn't time travel. Yeah, the, he didn't talk about if time travel is possible. He's like, it's possible, but you should only go into the future. Yeah, but he didn't even say you could time travel to the future. He was just like, the future will happen day by day as you live your life. <laughs> He's like, don't go into the past because there are like, you know, diseases and stuff. And yeah. it was basically an hour of him telling us not to time travel because it'll fuck things up. And then he was like, also, I'm a single dad and I work at the penny store. And yeah. it was just like very dark. It was weird. And he's like, you know, the way to change the future is to vote. Yeah, it was just it was weird. Camp- it was bizarre it was weird yeah so here is a, a short clip of us kind of summarizing what we thought of alien con while we're eating nature valley bars in the venting machine area like we're just having a little snack break at alien con and re- recapping our feelings what's your instinct about the people that are te- sharing i think a lot of people here do believe i think sometimes it's just distorted memories or nightmares or dreams you have when you're a kid and because you're a kid, it seems so real. Like, I don't even think in the moment when they were, you know, 
say something happens when you're, you have a dream when you're six years old. I don't even think like when they wake up, they're like, oh, it was just a dream. And then I think 10 years later, they go, oh, that dream. Maybe that wasn't a dream. Maybe it was. Maybe I did get kidnapped. You know, that's what I think is going on. Yeah. It's just I mean, because I've had well, they've already proven that you can implant memories in people. They like mm-hmm. if you can you can suggest to people something over time. And within a couple of years of just constantly suggesting people will claim a memory as their actual like that, that they actually experience. Because to that point, though, like what you were saying about implantation. So a lot of these people, it's like the guy we talked to, right? What yeah. was his name? Carl. Carl. So he had thinks he had this experience and he's recommended to go to the a regressor. specific re- person who's a regressor who then says, well, you, this is what happened to you. It and all this. It, yeah. Exactly. So I'm just wondering, like, if that what what's going on there? Are all these people say, seeing the same therapist? Yeah, well, it's like the whole cult mentality and people can be impressionable. It's like making the murderer thing where you, if you're an interrogator or invest, you know, negotiator, you can just implant those kinds of ideas. It's the same when you're in, like a therapist for kids. You mentioned making a murderer. It also goes for the audiences who are watching that documentary. Well, right, yeah. Because now they've convinced everybody just in the course of a two-hour documentary that, that this guy's innocent. Because right. they can steer you any way they want you to think. Totally. Meanwhile, yeah. these prosecutors are going crazy. They're like, what are you talking about? We have all this evidence. Why aren't you putting that in the documentary? Yeah. Well, because we're trying to imply this guy's innocent. You do, it's, it's all about Which, steering. To be fair, though, is the same thing that happens in a courtroom. You know, you don't hear all the evidence in a trial all the time. Exactly. Or like everyone was on coke, but neither side wants that in, so the jury never hears it. You know? It's totally, like, Amanda. <laughs> the, old, the, the old everyone was on coke. <laughs> Half the murders in this town. Coke fueled. What is, a, what is that? What is MUFA? MUFON. Sorry, MUFON. What Mutual is MUFON? UFO Network. Yes, what is that? Uh, it's a group of people who study UFOs and the paranormal. What? There's a flyer on the floor announcing MUFON. Shut. Yeah. Ah. The Mutual UFO Network. Anyway, there there was a splinter group from there called uh, UPARS. UPARS. U P A R S. I have to. I'm gonna have to Google what it means. Amanda, will you do it? Yeah. U P A R S. Yeah. UPARS. There was a big. uh, There was like a big falling out amongst members of the. Mutual UFO network, and they splintered off into their own group, at least in Los Angeles, called UPARS. It's it, UPARS stands for UFO and Paranormal Research Society. Um, yeah. Anyway, here's the website. It's every Tuesday. Oh my god! Are every they, other Tuesday, I think it is. And actually. they just meet up and do what? They talk about uh, different specific cases when it comes to you know aliens, uh, ghosts, Jesus. anything paranormal. So that guy Carl, who we we talked to said that he he went to MUFON after his abduction and that MUFON connected him with a therapist slash past life aggressor and that they're investigating his case yeah it's like military pilots when like they knew that like if you see something you don't say anything because if you come back right you you land your plane you tell your generals that you saw like a spacecraft you're going to be grounded they well, won't I have let a you story fly about that my landlord was in the navy and he or not the navy what's the the one that's the air force yeah <laughs> well the navy the has the, the navy. navy has planes no no yeah. no, no 
Top Gun, that's, those are Navy pilots. Thank you. Yeah. So he was in the Air Force, and he thought he saw uh, Alien. And so when he landed, he and his buds were like, we can't say anything about this. We saw aliens, blah, 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 blah. And then finally he told someone, and then he got, like, ostracized for being crazy. Yeah. And now he's my landlord, and he has a pet possum. Yeah. collects muscle yeah. cars. Well, that's kind of cool. That's what happens. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Last but not least, we went to a panel on the Skinwalker Ranch, which is what our main episode is about today. It's been the subject of government investigation, several documentaries, a found footage film, and soon to be a TV series on the History Channel. This place is super crazy. It's a ranch in Utah that rests on the intersection of Navajo and Ute land. There have been UFO sightings, poltergeists, cattle mutilations, wormholes, flying orbs, dire wolves, little girl ghosts, and most famously, skinwalkers. Wow, sounds fun. What is a skinwalker? It is a Navajo legend, otherwise known as a witch of the Southwest. A skinwalker is a witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. The witch is called, I'll butcher this, sorry, Yi Naldushi by the Navajo, which translates to, with it, he goes on all fours. Kind of like a werewolf, but a skinwalker can turn into any animal they please. In order to become a skinwalker, he or she must be initiated by a secret society which requires the sacrifice of killing a close family member, most often a sibling. Yikes. Yeah. After this task has been completed, the individual then acquires superpowers, which gives them the ability to shapeshift into animals. 
Skinwalkers also have other powers, including reading people's minds, controlling their thoughts and behavior, causing disease and illness, and destroying property. Side note, I also read that there was a Navajo witch purge in 1878, but then I didn't do any more research on it because it didn't (laughs) apply to this episode, but I thought that was crazy. A witch purge? Yeah, it's like a Salem witch trials, but for the Navajos. So I don't know future episode maybe sure yeah navajo wish purge sure okay anyways the skinwalker ranch got its name because the ranch is said to be on the path of the skinwalker the intersection of the navajo and the ute tribe where all of this happens so here's some weird activity that's happened at Skinwalker Ranch in the late 1700s when Spanish explorers in search of the Spanish trail passed through the Yuntan Basin and reported seeing craft in the sky over their campfires at night. From the 1930s to 1987, while the ranch was occupied by the Myers family, there were no reports of activity. The aliens were on a break, or the Myers family were aliens, so they didn't report any activity. That was my theory. (laughs) After the Myers vacated the ranch in 1987, it was empty for seven years before it was purchased by Terry and Gwen Sherman in 1994, and the couple moved in with their two children and their livestock. And then this is when a whole bunch of weird shit started to go down, and within two years, they had moved and sold the ranch and locked it down to the public because it was a scary, paranormal hotbed of activity. So, when the Shermans bought the house, they noticed an interesting feature that would definitely scare me. The inside of every door in the house was outfitted with a heavy deadbolt. At the center of the house was a hallway area with its access doors bolted. In the hallway was a closet with a deadbolt on the inside of the closet door. Why are there so many deadbolts? I don't know. I would never, if I was like going with a real estate agent to look through a house and every door had a huge deadbolt on it, I was like, nothing good has happened here. No, people were kidnapped in there. That's an insane thing. Or aliens. Yeah, you have to list that on Zillow. Like, oh, by the way, everything's (laughs) deadbolted. There were famously tons of incidences of cattle mutilation on the property. Um, On nights where UFOs were spotted, because yes, UFOs were seen here, they experienced death and disappearances of several cows. On one specific incident, four cows disappeared without a trace, and three more were found dead and mutilated. One of the cows had a hole in the center of its left eyeball, but was otherwise left untouched. Another cow had a hole in both of its eyeballs, and its rectum had been carved out. The last cow had been cored out entirely, starting from its butthole. (laughs) In all cases, no traces of blood were found, and no evidence of footprints or tire tracks were found either. Oh, God. You know what that kind of reminded me of? What? The Dyatlov (gasps) Pass. There are no footprints. No footprints. No evidence found, no blood or anything like that, and then all the weird mutilations. The mm, eyeballs. That's weird. Yeah, those hikers. Yeah, the mm. the Russian hikers who are found totally mutilated and then no footprints or anything evidence found. So, the family described a ship the size of multiple football fields and strange blinking lights. The soil on their fields had large impressions flattened into the grass, and there were voices speaking in strange languages that seemed to emanate from thin air. Terry spotted a figure over seven feet tall standing next to an object. There were orange orbs that then turned blue and landed. 
There were lots of darting orbs. There were fan-shaped rays of light. There were ghostly silhouettes of structures that looked like the Twin Towers. I read that on the internet. I don't really know if that's true or not, but that just seemed crazy to me. Uh, By 1998, NIDS, National Institute for Discovery Science, had 78 incidences reported from the ranch, including 11 craft reports, a few dozen orbs, and another that sliced the tops of trees near the house. And then I just found this UFO sighting in January 2016 from American Airlines Flight 434 in Nephi, which is 100 miles from Skinwalker Ranch. So the transcript is American 434's tower. American 434, go ahead. You wouldn't happen to know what this bright orange square we are flying over is, would you? The tower says, uh, no, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Is it off to your right side? Pilot says, it is like directly off of our nose right now. It's right below us. We have been watching it for a while now. I don't know what it is. It's a perfect square and it's bright orange. What town are we next to? This town right off of our two o'clock. The tower says, uh, that is Nephi, Nephi, Utah. The pilot says, Nephi, okay, cool. Now I will see what I can go find. Thank you. Oh my God, so chill about it. That's crazy. And they said, too, that after these sightings, because they later on did scientific study of the ranch, that the corrals were gave off radiation and magnetic what? fields after they saw the UFOs or had these weird sightings of the orbs that when they would do like electromagnetic fields or tests for radiation that they were giving off electromagnetic energy. That's like in Stranger Things when the magnets started being yeah. demagnetized. Yeah. There was also reports of poltergeists. Doors would slam open and shut. Objects would disappear and then reappear in different locations. And not just like your car keys show up somewhere different because you put them there. <laughs> like someone would be using a chainsaw on the property. It would disappear and then five minutes later show up 30 to 40 feet up in a tree. What? Yeah. It is also reported that conversations between unseen people were often heard and that occasionally you could hear babies cry. But the thing that happened most frequently was the objects disappearing and reappearing. And it said they'd happen a lot when they were working out in the fields, like they would have a bunch of logs in one place and then they'd move them to another to start doing work and then they would end up right back where they started from. Man, aliens hate logs. They hate logs so much. (laughs) Then blue orbs melted their dogs. What? Crazy. Apparently one night, a blue orb floated to the ranch and started hovering in the face of their animals, the cows, horses, and then their dogs. The Sherman's three dogs started to chase the orbs into the wilderness. Then the dogs never returned. The next morning, the Shermans found a large puddle of butter-like goo in the forest, which they assume was their pets, and then the earth was scorched around them. Oh my god. The dogs were never found again. It was just like a puddle of goo in the forest. Like an alien. Yeah. I don't like the sound of that. No. Okay, so the most famous story from Skinwalker Ranch is the dire wolf. Or it could have been a skinwalker. We don't know. So direwolf is described as a huge wolf. It has traits that are not normal, such as walking upright, running on all fours with an erratic, crooked gait, and brazenly approaching humans in broad daylight. 
and also seems to be bulletproof. In 1994, on the day when Gwen and Terry Sherman purchased the ranch, they spotted an enormous coyote in one of their pastures. The animal approached them, and the family members began to pet it, and it had also been a rainy day, and the Shermans said the creature smelled like a wet dog. But after a few minutes, the wolf sauntered over to a livestock yeah, pen. Yeah, it wasn't a coyote. It was a wolf, you dumb bitch. A wolf. Yeah, you dumb bitch. <laughs> sauntered over to a livestock pen and grabbed a calf by the nose, trying to drag it through the corral bars. Terry Sherman and his father beat the animal to make it release the calf. And when that failed, he shot the animal with a 357 Magnum. After another shot, it finally released the calf, but it didn't run. It stood watching the family. And Sherman continued shooting, but there was no blood or sign of injury on in the animal, although it began to back off. So Sherman grabbed a hunting rifle and shot again. And finally, a shot produced a piece of skin and hair from the wolf, but the animal was still calm. After a few more shots, it trotted off across a pasture into a wet, brushy area. Sherman tracked it for more than a mile, but the trail vanished. Those who were there that day recall that the remaining hair and flesh had a foul smell like rotting meat combined with the musky fox scent. That's so gross. Yeah, I remember when we went to the panel, they were like, the decaying, the piece that was shot off, like all of a sudden looked old and decayed. And Also, there were portals seen on the property, wormholes, uh, portals to other dimension that seemed to open and close without warning. So that's not normal. Um, (laughs) Here's a total list of the entities seen at the property. Spotlights, orb, flash drones, which are possible UFOs, invisible choppers, which are possible UFOs, mini stealths, which are possible UFOs. Those are just like the different shapes of UFOs they saw. Something that they called controllers, which were the sound of the two men talking, which we talked about like in different kinds of languages. The skinwalkers, little girl ghosts, which would go under the poltergeist category. And then there was something called the Chutlu Slug, which the native tribes believed that the local Bottle Hollow Lake, which is near Skinwalker Ranch, is filled with these slugs slash snakes, which are actually aliens from another dimension that are going through the portholes and drowning people. What the fuck? Because there's a lot of, I guess, drownings in the Bottle Hollow Lake near the Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, these slugs were coming up and, like, grabbing them. Yeah, and they think that it's slugs from another dimension that are grabbing people and drowning them in the lake. That's cool. Additionally, there would be, like, this mist around the Skinwalker Ranch sometimes that would, like, coincide with, like, the UFOs and, like, the Skinwalker sightings. And they would call it the Semient Black Mist, and it was, like, the smoke monster in Lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's that all is. the stuff that would happen there. <laughs> so the scientific study of the Skinwalker Ranch, the government sent the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program to investigate the ranch. One of the aims of the program was to see what if what was going on on the ranch was a national defense threat. Filmmaker Jeremy Corbell said this is the most studied paranormal hotspot in history, not only by private industry, but also by the United States government and by the Defense Intelligence Agency. So in the next several years, $22 million was spent on the program, which investigated reports of unidentified flying objects and was run by a military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo, from the Pentagon. 
The program was largely funded by Harry Reid. He's the Nevada Democrat who was the Senate Majority Leader at the time and who has a long interest in space phenomena. I mean, like, the government is involved in this ranch. Yeah, they gave a grant of $22 million to investigate it. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, they're substantiating that things are weird. Yeah. This information, however, was not publicly known at the time until it was released by the New York Times in 2017. So when the story broke, a Department of Defense official officially confirmed the government-funded program and Senator Harry Reid admitted his complicity. Hmm. Huh. Okay, the Skinwalker Ranch now. This is what I'm most excited about. The Skinwalker Ranch is completely locked down and shrouded in mystery. Later in 1996, billionaire Robert Bigelow, who owns Budget Suites, bought the ranch for $200,000 and made it the home. I know. Isn't that crazy? But I mean, like, what do you buy a haunted house for? And made it the home of a paranormal research group, the National Institute for the Discovery of Science, which operated until 2004. The organization was later replaced by the Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. That's a little wordy. That sounds weird. Yeah, he could have named that better. In 2007, a secret unclassified government program, the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program, began investigating UFOs. The program had a $22 million budget, and Robert Bigelow received much of that money. So that's what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Then, in 2016... Skinwalker Ranch was sold for $4.5 million to Admantium Holdings or Admantium Real Estate LLC, a shell corporation of unknown origin. So we don't know who the CEO is, who the executives no. are. We don't know anything about Admantium Holdings. But there they are interviewed or who someone affiliated with Admantium is interviewed in the Skinwalker Ranch documentary by Jeremy Corbell. Oh, he but, is. But he's blacked out. You can't see oh. any you can't see anything except his watch. And why doesn't he want to be known? He says in the documentary that he doesn't want his affiliation with Skinwalker Ranch to affect his personal life or his personal career. Right, that makes sense. Because he's like a, he's, he says he's a, a popular personality. Oh, Which okay. leads me to think, who is Admantium Holdings and who owns Skinwalker Ranch and who is this guy? And there's a lot of stuff on like Reddit there's and so the web many. about who it is. <laughs> so many people People speculate guessing. who the owner is. Okay, people think, because who, who would spend their money... Because even to this day, there's a lot of there's still and they talk about this in the documentary. They're still doing scientific studies of the ranch. And if anything, right. they've amped it up to try to figure out what's going on there. Yes. So people think it could be Elon Musk. Tom Cruise doing <laughs> Scientology alien shit there. Oh, maybe it's a Scientologist thing that's going on oh. at Skinwalker Ranch. Richard Branson. Okay. Some people think it might be British pop store, pop store Robbie Williams, who thinks he's seen a UFO. That's right. He has. He has. He's in the Skinwalker Ranch documentary. Right. And I also saw him at Umami Burger one year ago at the Grove with his kids. People think it could be Tony Robbins. 
Why would Tony Robbins? I don't know. I I saw that and it's because the guy in the documentary who's blacked out is like big and he has big hands. Oh, and his voice is like... Well, his voice is like pixelated out. But Tony Robbins' voice sounds like it's... A already voice that's done like that distorted. Way. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> to it is Tony Robbins. Yeah, um, people think it could be Penn Jillette. What's up, Penn? I don't know why Penn Jillette would be in on that. Or, or this is you texted this morning. I you was were, so you excited, were freaking out about this. I think it's Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two. That's a possibility because he just sold his house in Del Mar, California, last year for three point eight million dollars. The Skinwalker Ranch was sold for $4.5 million. Also, he has a ton of money. He has a ton of money. He's into UFOs. He's he, so into UFOs. He also has his own UFO corporation. Yes, he does. It's called... It's called To The Stars Academy, and it was formed in 2015. Skinwalker Ranch was purchased in 2016. 16. So maybe Tom DeLong forms this to the Stars Academy in 2015 is like, OK, so what do we do next? What's our what's the first thing to the Stars Academy is going to do to research UFOs by Skinwalker Ranch by Skinwalker Ranch? Also, I was reading that Tom DeLong and Harry Reid were also working together to research UFOs and Harry Reid He's the one who got the grant of $22 million That's to crazy. study Skinwalker Ranch and like gave that to Robert Bigelow. So Harry and Tom DeLong are like, they're boys. And in 20... <laughs> they're boys. <laughs> Harry and Tom DeLong are boys. And in 2017, Tom DeLong went on national TV and announced that he has formed a team of ex-government insiders to help study UFO shit. This all adds up. It all adds up. I was trying. I was looking on Tom DeLonge's Instagram. Of course, he doesn't tag his location in anything. Yeah, we need to see if Tom DeLonge has it been in Utah. I was looking at his wife's Instagram as well, but she. I saw a picture of her in the desert, and I was like, "There it is." But no, it was Pioneer Town. Oh my God, Tom. Wait. What? <laughs> oh, I think this is an Onion article. What's the hard times? Is that like an oniony article? Is that an oniony website? The hard times? Not again announces naked Tom DeLong after waking up in Utah for the fifth time in a row. Wait, 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 wait. Tom DeLong tweeted on June 8th, 2015, flying to Utah today. Does anyone live here? He's probably that was probably his first trip. Oh, my God. I'm retweeting this. <laughs> on on June eighth, twenty fifteen, Tom DeLong wrote, "Flying to Utah today. Does anyone live here?" He was going to scope out. He Skinwalker was going ranch. to scope out the ranch, which was purchased in twenty sixteen by Admantium Holdings, otherwise known as Tom DeLong's secret LLC company. Yeah, because if it's only allegedly, allegedly. Alleged- oh my god! Yeah, we don't want to get sued. Allegedly. <laughs> Can I ask what his the the watch looked like on the documentary? Oh, uh, right here. You got it? Yes. That's not Tony Robbins. That person is too skinny to be Tony Robbins. He's wearing a wedding ring. Maybe that's to throw us off. I was wondering, like, how much How is much could Rolex? this be? Take a look at those hands. Are those the same hands? The hands of a uh, 
They look a little like they're thick. That guy <gasps> looks old though. Those hands look well, those hands he's look old. Uh, from years of playing the bass. Oh, that's true. You know, you got maybe his arthritis. <laughs> yeah, that looks a little chunky. Those look like similar hands. They look like similar hands. Because his he's wearing long sleeves, probably to cover his tattoos. tattoos. Is not it's definitely not Pendulet. <laughs> that could be Tom Cruise. It could for sure be Tom Wait, Cruise. Tom Cruise isn't married anymore, is he? That could be a Tom Cruise or it could be Tom DeLong. It's a Tom. It's a Tom. Someone named Tom owns Skinwalker okay. Ranch. Okay, so what are our... Do we think that all this stuff is real or no? Oh, I have something to show you. Oh, fun. Melissa, show- put your clothes back on. Okay. <laughs> I have something to show you. Take a look at put Tom... Put the ovipositor away. Take a look at Tom DeLong's Instagram page. Do you see anything weird about his followers <gasps> what six 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 followers he has six hundred sixty six thousand how do you control your follower count like you that? don't if you don't you don't unless you've made a deal with the devil <laughs> check twitter his last post is a dog in a car with the caption question mark <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so I have a theory. Yes, what's your theory? My theory is it's the Mormons. Oh my god, explain more. Okay, so about 85 miles southwest of Salt Lake City, Utah, there's a place called the Dugway Testing Ground. It's an army facility that was established in 1942 to test biological and chemical weapons and they test some of the deadliest agents on Earth. And they trained military. They had uh, operations called... There's one called Operation Bellwether, which studies weaponized mosquitoes. They would what? load mosquitoes up with inert diseases, bacteria, and a virus and release them on civilian populations in the U.S. And other tests involved experimentation on soldiers, some of which the military would not admit to for years. And right outside of the entrance to Dugway Testing Ground, there's a Mormon church. Holy shit. This is about, it's about 100 miles west of the Skinwalker Ranch. So there is a huge, it's 800,000 acres, this testing facility. It was established in 1942 to basically create chemicals and weapons to defend ourselves from World War II. And then maybe maybe the Myers didn't report any weird activity because they were Mormons who right. who were just like living on the ranch. Yes. And maybe they installed all the deadbolts and stuff because they were like scientists or something who worked there. Yeah, that's possible. And maybe they were running experiments on people. <gasps> and-, and the cows... And the cows and maybe like the skinwalkers are actually just people that they were doing weird experiments on. Yes. And that's where they were deadbolting them up in rooms. <gasps> and now they're just like running free around the around the the, the ranch. Property, the dire wolf is an experiment gone wrong. Yeah. The, it's all experiments those gone dogs, wrong by the Myers family. Yes. They were testing those dogs. Yes. With all because it's like chemical agents like the deadliest biological chemical agents are tested at this facility. 
And so you like they were probably testing them on their fucking pets. And what year does the, what years did the Myers live there for? 1930s to 1987. It was like passed down throughout the Myers family. Yeah. 30s when was through 87. Wh- this uh the testing ground was established in 1942. Okay. They were there. They were there. And they never reported anything. The they never reported family? anything. No weird activity. Yeah, so they were obviously scientists, and then whoever moved in after them. Yeah, was. But there were deadbolts on the Myers family's doors. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! It was the Myers family. Oh my god! And then they sold the ranch in '87. Yeah. Yeah, because they probably all died. They were all dead by no, then. No, the Myers vacated the ranch in 87. Then it stood empty. Oh, it was empty. So the the ranch was probably owned by... The government. The Dugway Testing the Dug- I bet you the ranch was owned by Dugway Testing. The Myers lived there doing experiments. Yes. I wonder if there's a way to find that. Like, who yeah. owns that property? Also, we need... The Myers family's gotten off clean because everyone like just looks over them because they're like, oh, nothing weird happened during those years. It doesn't matter. I wonder, are they still alive? But they're the perpetrators. But it's, it was like their allegedly. family. Oh my God, allegedly. Allegedly. If I end up in the clink because of something I say on this <laughs> podcast, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> We've accused so many people of so many things on this podcast. But I actually would probably get married so quickly. Yeah. Some dudes would be like writing me in jail and fall in love. That'd be it. Maybe okay. I do want to end up in jail. No, Ellie. That's the only way I'm going to get married. Dugway Proving Ground was also home to the high-resolution flies eye cosmic ray detector, which discovered the first ultra-high-energy cosmic ray. Maybe that's why the the eyeballs were... Oh, the cow eyeballs. Oh, my God. They were producing anthrax? Oh, yeah. I read that, too. Yeah, maybe. Or even, like, these experiments are causing, like, weird shit to be in the air. In March 1968, sheep were dying in the area. When examined, the sheep were found to have been poisoned by an organophosphate <laughs> chemical. <laughs> the sickening of the sheep, known as the Dugway sheep incident, coincided with open-air tests of a nerd, nerve agent from Dugway. They were also using these pesticides on crops. So I just found this thing on archive.org. It's the full text of, I don't know if you guys saw saw this, the Department of Defense report on search for human radiation experiment records at the Dugway testing facility. No, this is like Hills Have Eyes shit. And this is from 1944 to 1994. These are all the experiment records that they have. From 94? From 44 to 94. 44 to 94, because the ranch was bought in 94, and that's when they started seeing all the shit. So that's when they reported the Shermans in 1994 was the first report of seeing things. Listen to this. The intent of this publication is to inform the public about the Department of Defense involvement in ionizing radiation experiment studies or projects with human subjects, which (sighs) occurred from 1994, from 1944 to 1994. This information is part of DOD's extensive effort in support of President William J. Clinton's openness and in government initiatives that began in January 94. In the spirit of openness, this book includes a wide range of records retrieved. 
God, so it wasn't. So it's it wasn't aliens. It was radiation poisoning and testing and crazy shit happening at this Dugway ground. And the Myers family were definitely scientists who were staying at the ranch and working at the Dugway. Yeah, they were researching everything that was happening. They're researching, probably doing testing at the ranch. And then when they either left or died and then the Shermans came in and into the property for yeah in 94 they were like oh wait a minute there's a bunch of weird shit happening here they started noticing all the weird stuff this is crazy that this is just available to read yeah here are the names of all of the all of the tests um the consequences of ingestion by man of real and stimulated fallout cluster bombs soil spores operation night train wet eye chemical bomb Birds to Tularemia, Big Jack, Elk Hunt, Autumn Gold, Data Report for Dork, Incapacitating Darts, Etymological Munitions, Operation Bellwether. I wonder what Operation Night Train is. Operation Night Train. Maybe that's like the LSD to... Oh, where they give LSD to unsuspecting agents. Why isn't anyone, everyone talking about this at all times? There was the same thing happening in Maryland. Wait, Edgewood what? Arsenal, human experiments from 1948 to 1975. The government was experimenting on humans pretty much everywhere for like 30 years. And it wasn't until the Freedom of Information Act that you could read about all this stuff. Listen to this. So then there were human and animal experiments that showed that animals of various species as well as animals of different strains within a given species differed in their response to given amounts of radiation. Therefore, it would be impossible to predict accurately what would happen to humans exposed to moderate doses of radiation. So this could all be stuff that just that place was doing. Yeah, because... (gasps) (laughs) What? Wait, what? What? What do you mean? Wait, that's... Okay, it's a map of... It's a Google Earth map of Dugway, Utah. And I don't know... I don't even know what points I'm looking at, but it somehow goes into a pentagon. I mean, a pentagram. Oh, it's connecting Skinwalker with Dugway... (laughs) guys this this is heavy some oh my god it's a google earth map of dugway and skinwalker and certain geographic points go into a pentagram oh what are the other points girl (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when i click it takes me to a youtube video oh Oh my god here there's another one why the russians what do they have to do with it like honestly everything it always comes <laughs> it it always comes down to the russians what's bristol myers squib will you type in bristol myers squib b r i s t o l space m y e r s space s q u i b b it's a global biopharmaceutical company okay well it's all over this document and myers is spelled the same way as myers wait (gasps) what's this document it's this art here i'll send it to you holy shit and myers like the people who lived on the ranch i'm not joking my eyes are watering (laughs) this is so scary guys (gasps) bio utah yes (laughs) (laughs) 
based in Utah. I cannot. We literally cracked Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> we need to release this ASAP. It's the it Provo. We're going to be headlining Alien Con next year. <laughs> no one's going to come to our panels. Oh, so they were conducting these experiments. Or they were supplying the chemicals. Because they are a ph- pharmaceutical company currently. We got to figure out who was the head of the Bristol Myers Squibb like at the time of like the, them living at that house and see if that same name is on the record of where the, the house that they lived in on the Skinwalker Ranch. Kenneth John Myers. He's the CEO. Of- well, he was the guy that wor- that lived at Skinwalker Kenneth. Oh, and Edith Myers was another person. Yeah. Let me go to Family Tree now. <laughs> Edith Myers, Utah. I mean, she might be dead. Deceased, 1980. Wait, wow, e- you know, I want to know something interesting. Okay, so Doug Wade did radiation testing. Guess what Bristol Myers does? Cancer treatment and cancer drugs. Wait, what? So if Dugway did experiments to cause cancer, Bristol Myers Bristol Myers is... provides the treatment. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, I think I found Edith Myers in Fort Duquesne, Duquesne, Utah, which is the city where Skinwalker Ranch is. Shut the front door. She died in 1994. <gasps> that's when the Shermans bought the ranch. And that's when the company, that's when Dugway got shut down. I might have made that up. <laughs> We've been covering a lot of information. Sorry. I think it's still open. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. Kenneth John, My- Kenneth John Myers, it says, I found his obituary. He died on May 3rd, 1987. 87 is when they sold the ranch. Is that true? Yeah, because they sold it and then no one owned it until 1994. Okay, so they were missionary. They were they were Latter-day Saints. Right, they were Mormons. Holy shit. I mean, that's not crazy. It is Utah. It is Utah. Uh- <laughs> Just let me be. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see here. I just think it's too much of a coincidence, right, that they... yeah. They have that same name? 100%. Yeah, I mean, but he doesn't even have to. He could just be, like, a cousin. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a good one. Mine was just, like, I don't think any of this is real. I don't know. But it, you, I think, just legitimized and cracked the case. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with this Dugway research base. The family that used to live there, the Myers, the Myers, Bristol Myers squib. It's all connected somehow. It's all connected somehow. And this was just like some sort of weird radiation research facility. And that explains everything bizarre that's going on on the ranch. Yeah. And that's why people started seeing it in 1994 when the Myers sold the farm. Yeah. Because they were a part of the, the Yeah, because the, the Myers are part of the scam. Yeah, part of the scam. Allegedly. 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 Unless I want to end up in the clink. 
if you have any ideas or any theories, Melissa, where can people find us? Well, you can find us on the internet. We're on Instagram and Twitter at webcrawlerspod. You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook community. We have a Facebook community. We have a Reddit community. It's all webcrawlerspod. You just type it in that search bar and boom. And yeah, join. We want you guys. You guys are just as much a part of this as we are. Yeah, give us your theories, because I can't do all of this myself. No, and if you have any, like, (laughs) ideas of future episodes you want us to do, or, or, like, if you have a weird thing of the week, or weird story you want us to share. yeah, yeah, send us everything. Send us everything. Also, give us five stars on iTunes. Yes. Please. Please, we Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Five star, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And And subscribe. Subscribe so you don't miss out. On anything. Because you never know. When we're going to drop an episode. A bonus episode. True. I'm Allie Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. Uh, Thank you. for listening. The truth is out there. Allegedly. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.